Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. On this podcast, we talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Today, I do want to talk about simplifying our time. How many people out there right now feel very busy, right? Somebody comes up to you and says, hey, how are you? And how do we answer? I'm good, just busy. So busy, right? It's like our mantra. It's what we're constantly saying. We're so busy. We're so busy. And we're always waiting for our schedule to free up. And it never does. And so I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about stopping the glorification of busy. Because quite frankly, we all wear our busyness like a badge of honor. And it's not. He who is busiest is not the winner. I promise you. He who is following God is. So let's talk about how we use our time, how we can simplify our schedules. And, you know, what does the Bible say about making the best use of our time? So we are going to talk about all those things in just a minute. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apology is amazing Christian homeschool publishing company. We have used their curriculum for as long as I can remember homeschooling, um, and they have such great resources. If you are a homeschooling family right now, they have a stock up and save sale. So you can save lots if you go over to apologia.com, stock up on your curriculum, but that sale does end February 4th. So you will want to go check that out really soon. I also wanted to let you know about an online event that I will be speaking at in February. It's February, the week of February 17th, I believe to the 21st. It's a five-day online conference and it's for homeschoolers and I am so excited because the speaker lineup is just phenomenal. You're going to hear homeschooling encouragement from people like Kirk Cameron, Sam Sorbo, Heidi St. John, um, Andrew Pluois, Rachel Carmen, um, who else is on there? Kim Sorges, Connie Albers, um, There's so many. I can't even think of them all right off the top of my head, but there are so many. And it's just $20 for lifetime access to the conference. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to fight traffic. You don't even have to get out of your PJs. I'll be speaking about keeping it real in your homeschool and letting go of the Pinterest perfect and Instagram ideal homeschool. I love talking about that topic. So it's an online and interactive um, conference. There's also going to be panels um, with different discussion panels with the speakers. I will be doing one of those as well. So I would love to see you there. So I will put the link in the show notes and you can go over and register and join me at that conference. So like I said, let's talk about our time and making good use of our time. And what does the Bible say about our time? And um, how are we, you know, how are we making the most of every moment? I know I speak with many women um, in my homeschool consulting program, but I know this is not a problem just for homeschoolers. But this is something that I have come across in with all of the women that I speak to is that everybody is feeling so overwhelmed, you know, and they feel like they can't even get the basic things they need to get done because their schedules are just so packed and they're just finding that there's no time. And many of them are saying, you know, the one thing I hear from many people is, and I used to say this myself, is I just don't even have time to, you know, read the Bible. And I don't even have time to, um, 
to really spend quiet time with the Lord. And I'm always saying this, but you know, it's true. If you're feeling so busy that you don't have time for the Lord, then that is when you need the Lord more than ever, right? So many moms say to me, I'm just in a really busy season and I can't do anything, you know, right now in my Bible. And I'm like, you know what? I understand that. I get that. I had four little ones one time, you know, I get it. But I really believe that the busier we are and the harder times are is the time that we really need to be in our word more than ever. Because how are we otherwise equipped to deal with what comes our way? How are we able to deal with our daily struggles if we are not operating from the Holy Spirit? And we are not operating, you know, with God at the center. Because when he's at the center, we discern and we make choices in everything, including our time and our schedules, based on the Spirit's leading. So number one is, if you are finding right now that you are too busy, your schedule is too full, and you're overwhelmed, that is when I would tell you, to stop everything you're doing and get in that word. Really, in the morning, if you have time to be on the internet, you have time to be with the Lord. If you have time to eat dinner, you have time to be with the Lord. Like, I'm serious. If, you, if you're driving in your car, you have time to be with the Lord. You know how I, why I say that? You can put it on audio. If you don't have time to sit down and read, listen to it. I started doing this recently. Talk about making good use of my time. I started listening to the Bible. Now, I'm not saying that's replacing, like, spending time with the Lord and reading. But I've started listening to the Bible. So I'll be driving in the car. And because I live, like, 30 minutes from anything, I'm always in the car for at least 20 to 30 minutes anywhere I go. I started listening to the Bible as I drive. Life-changing. It really is. It changes the way I think because I'm not kind of, like, driving and sort of just mulling over all these thoughts, I'm grounding myself in the Word of God. I've started listening to the Bible when I'm sitting at my desk, just kind of working on my stuff and and doing things, and I hear God's Word differently. Like, I've, I've noticed that I'll hear things and I'll be like, wow, I never really noticed that before. I've read that passage a thousand times, but hearing it, I've heard something different. So if you have time quite frankly, to breathe. You've got time to read the Bible. I'm serious. I mean, it should be our, it's our nourishment. It should be our first go-to, right? You know how like you can't, people say you can't, um, you know, operate your body without feeding it fuel, right? You can't starve yourself because you'll run out of energy and you won't be productive. It's the same thing with our spiritual nourishment, You can't starve yourself of the Bible. You can't starve yourself of your spiritual nourishment because if you do, you're going to find that you're burnt out and tired and overwhelmed and feeling empty and running after things and never feeling content and never feeling settled. And, you know, you're constantly running and running without your spiritual nourishment. You're going to burn out. It's the same exact thing as trying to accomplish a day without eating. And so, you know, you need to fill up your spiritual tank with your fuel of God's word. And so that is like number one. If you want to simplify your time, get with the Lord because he's going to fill you up on his truths. He's going to um, fill you up with the spirit that's going to lead you and direct you in your day so that you almost realize what's important and what's not. You know, a lot of us have to take time to evaluate our schedule. If you're feeling overwhelmed and you're too busy and your schedule is so packed, you need to sit down and evaluate that and say, 
is this really what God God wants me to be doing in this season of my life, right? So if you're looking at your schedule and it's just like there's no time for family time, there's no time for Bible, there's no time for the good you know things that you need, then some of that other stuff has to go. And I know that you'll all say, oh, but it's so important. We need it. We need it. You know what's important? Your family comes first. Relationships come first. God comes first. Everything else falls underneath that umbrella. And so you really need to evaluate, you know, do we need to be doing all of these activities? Um, Some of you out there have a lot of kids. I get it. I know. You know, you have like sports and 4-H and youth group and things like that and good, good activities. I get it. And you have a lot of kids, so it means a lot of activities. But when busy becomes a burden, it can't be a blessing anymore. So, you know, what is the trade-off of doing all of those things? They can't be good if they're taking away from um, the other stuff. So that's something to evaluate. Like I said, I know practically some of you just will have a busier schedule. If you have a lot of kids, it's just busy. But that's when you really need to become intentional and say, how can we really make the most use of our time? Life is short. So many of us realize that, you know, this week in the news, there are tragedies and every every day you hear of, you know, tragedies and people's lives being cut short or the unexpected happening. And those are the times where it really brings us to our knees. And we're like, whoa, what am I doing with my life? Right. And then as soon as you get a few days out of that tragedy, you're like, well, you know, you kind of go back into the usual flow of things. And I don't know how we can keep ourselves in that mindset, though, of life is short, you know, without having to face a tragedy every day to remind us, how do we keep ourselves in that mindset? Well, one way is to get in the Bible. I'm always going to go back to that. But the Bible reminds us of these truths, you know, it says in the Bible, it's better to go to a house of mourning than a house of feasting. Why is that? Because that reminds us of just how short life is. That reminds us of our eternity, right? So when we are mourning, as in mourning, um, you know, a death or something, it's always the time that brings us closer to the Lord. I remember I've talked about this before. Several years ago, we went through one of the most difficult times in our lives. We had five funerals in five months, and they were all for very, very close people in my life. Um, And they were all unexpected. There was not one that was expected. They were all unexpected. And most of them were um, um, young people, okay, like my age or younger. And it was devastating. And here we were, like, I mean, talk about going to the house of mourning. Here we were every month going to the house of mourning. We went to one funeral every single month. And it was like, you know, what is going on? Like, we were almost like, afraid, like, when is this going to end? Why? How is another tragedy now striking? And I will tell you by that last funeral, I remember walking out of the funeral, you know, and I just said to my husband, like, I'm done. Like life is different now. All the little details of life in those moments when you're walking out of the funeral do not matter. All of a sudden you're like, I get it. I get it. Nothing else matters right now but people, relationships, family, and above all, the Lord and sharing him with a broken world. And so I'm in this moment of like funeral after funeral and, you know, just feeling such um, mourning. And in that moment, you're feeling like, I get it. I get it. None of these details matter. And I'm like telling Steve, my life is different. From now on, I'm a different person. I'm going to live differently. You know, nothing else matters. And I'm telling you a week later, you're right back into you know, I'm complaining about the laundry, I'm complaining about this, I'm worrying about that, 
Um, you know, it's like, I want to just like slap myself across the head and be like, Karen, don't you remember? And so that's what I'm saying. One of those ways is to um, stick with the Lord, stick to his word, because his word will constantly remind you that your life is a vapor. It will constantly remind you of what is really important in life. When you're in his word, you're going to be reminded of the truths. That's why I say at the beginning of these podcast episodes, right? Um, the more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and it, the easier it is to live more simply. You know, the remedy for clutter and chaos is Jesus. The remedy for a busy schedule is Jesus. The more we desire him, the more we desire the things of God, the more we want to get closer to him, the less we want to spend our time on junk, right? The less we want to waste our time, the more we realize what's truly important, the more we realize that we want to live our life for him. And so, you know, we really have to take into account um, where we're spending our time. Look at your schedule. Think to yourself, what things are a burden to me and what are a blessing? Now, there's a difference between like really good, fruitful busyness and busyness just to be busy. The busyness just to be busy is like what I said earlier in the episode at the top of the show. I said um, we wear our busyness as a badge of honor and we kind of glorify busyness. You know, I don't know why we all think that like he who is busiest is the winner. But you know those people that you run into and you're like, oh, you know, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm just so busy. And then you tell them like, oh, well, you know, I've done this this week. And then they come back at you with like the million things they've done. Why are we one-upping each other on our time? Like that is not God-honoring behavior, first of all. And why do we do that? Why are we trying to like prove something? Like he who's busier is the winner? The winner of what? right? And so we need to really stop the glorification of busy and stop wearing it like this prideful badge of honor. Um, And so like I was saying, we have to look at our busyness. And there's certain things that bear good fruit. And then there's certain things that just weigh us down. And so I know there's certain seasons of my life, like we're coming up on a season that's going to be extremely busy. I have a lot of speaking engagements this spring. I'm traveling several times. Most of them are all flying. um, And the ones that are driving are really long trips. (laughs) So we're driving out to Nashville next week. I'm not next week. I'm sorry, next month. So if you are going to be in Nashville next month, we are driving out to Nashville 14 hours. Um, I'll be speaking at Teach Them Diligently, which I'm super excited about. But yes, it's a busy time. And then there's several more speaking engagements coming after that. And, you know, it's really, really busy and it can get really chaotic during that time where I'm going to be away like I think three weekends in May out of four. And so, you know, that can be daunting when I look at it. But then I remember that this is what God has called me to do. And it's a good busy. It doesn't feel like a burden because I know it's bearing fruit and it energizes me. It doesn't deplete me. That's another red flag of busyness. If it's depleting you and not energizing you, then that might be something that needs to go. Because why would you add things to your schedule that deplete you? 
right? I'm the queen of cutting things out if it's just too much. I have no shame in my game to say, you know what, I just can't do this today and canceling something or, you know, and I'm not trying to say like I back out of things I've committed to, not that kind of thing. But if I'm like, you know what, I've really overextended myself. I need to be honest to this person and be like, look, I just can't meet for coffee today, you know, or I just can't um, find the time to do this. And I'm, I'm not saying backing out of commitments, but if, you know what I'm saying. Like when you have things that you can cut out um, and those good friends that will really understand, um, then you do that. And like I said, I ha- I'm, I'm always reevaluating my schedule and I'm like, you know what, I just can't do this. It's funny that I mentioned the homeschool consulting before because you know, sometimes those appointments, you know, I do them in the afternoons on the phone and they're an hour long. And quite frankly, they always go longer than an hour because I just love my clients. I love speaking with them um, and I hate to cut them short. So we always have a great time on the phone. And it's so funny because right beforehand, I'll always be like, you know, oh, you know, this is smack in the middle of the afternoon. And I kind of think to myself, this wasn't a good time to schedule this. And I started, you know, I start to get a little overwhelmed. And as soon as I have that appointment, I'm like, oh, this was so wonderful. I loved this. So that to me is a confirmation that that busyness on my schedule is bearing fruit. Same exact thing when I travel to speak. You know, the days leading up to it, I'm like, why do I do this? This is, you know, so hectic and it's so crazy. And, um, you know, this is just, you know, so busy and all of that. And when I'm done, I'm like, I love what I do. (laughs) I love speaking at conventions. I love meeting families. I absolutely love it. And I know without a doubt that that's what I'm called to do. So even though sometimes leading up to it, you feel like dropping out, you know, but you can't. um, I always feel when it's over, like, that was something that was really bearing fruit. And so that's a good way to evaluate if those are good uses of your time. And then that's kind of what helps you get through when you are feeling overwhelmed, like before a speaking event and I'm feeling really overwhelmed um, and I'm feeling like, wow, this wasn't such a good idea. I have to remind myself, but this is what I'm called to do. And God will get me through this busyness. So that's the difference with busy that bears fruit and busy that's depleting. If I was coming out of every homeschool consultation appointment like, oh, that was just a waste of my time, which I never do because I love them so much. Or I was just like, you know, wow, now I'm really, you know, behind on the day because I just spent an hour and 20 minutes on the phone. Or if I was coming out of a homeschooling convention and I was like, wow, that trip was, you know, exhausting and stressful. Well, then that might not be what I'm called to do. And maybe God wants me to cut those things out. So it really helps you when you're going through a season of busyness to know what things God is calling you to do and where you really are supposed to be. So if it's depleting you and causing you stress, then it's time to take that to the Lord and say, is this really where you want me? Um, And if it's giving you energy and it's, you know, exciting and you're feeling like, wow, I just, you know, was in my calling, then you know you can go on. Like, I can, I, I do not like busy. I am the type of person, like I said, it is hard for me. I get overwhelmed. When I look at a calendar that's got something on every day of the week, I like freak out. I need my alone time. I can be an introvert. I want to be in my house. I'm a homebody. Um, and so that's all well and good, but I can't stay there because I'm not going to get anything done. Like just if I, you know, act in my own flesh. So you sort of find this balance between your natural state, which for me is definitely introverted and homebody. And you know what? God wants me to step out and do stuff for him. And so, um, 
you find that natural balance. And once one is causing you too much stress, then you need to let it go. And it always helps for me when I'm in a really busy season, like the one that's coming up. Number one, like I said, is to remind myself that this is bearing fruit and this is where God wants me. And number two, to know that it's just a season. I could do anything for just a season. Like I can say, all right, I get through this season and then come summer, I got nothing on the calendar. Yay! You know, so you can get through a season if you know it's just that season. But a lot of us are stuck in not just a busy season, we're just stuck in a busy life, right? And you're looking at your calendar and you're like, it doesn't end. It never ends. There's activities and there's this and there's that. That's when I want you to look at it and really evaluate yourself and say, am I wearing my busyness as a badge of honor? Like, Am I worried what people will think if I'm not busy every single day? Am I worried what people think if I say no to certain activities? And I'm telling you ladies out there, that is not God-honoring behavior. We think it is when we say we don't want to say no. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We're putting others first. That's not God-honoring behavior because that is caring more what other people think than what God thinks. Because if God did not call you to do all those things, then that means you're putting other people's opinions ahead of him. So even though we like to think to ourselves, oh, this is so humble of me, I'm saying yes to everything, it's really not. It's more prideful because we don't want to say no because we're afraid of what other people think. And I say that because I've done that. I'm not saying that to convict anyone out there, except to say that I've done that. We've done that in the past. There was a season of our life where we were super busy, my husband and I, and we were just involved in like way too many things at church. And it was more of wearing busyness as a badge of honor than serving. And we fully repented of that. And we fully came to that realization that was like, look, this is not serving anymore. We say we're serving. Oh, I'm serving. I'm doing it all. I'm in the nursery. I'm teaching Sunday school. I'm doing the coffee hour. I'm doing the youth ministry. I'm a servant. No, you're not. You know, no, you're not Karen. I'm talking to myself. You are prideful because you want everyone to think that you're doing all these things. And so we had to come to the realization that we were wanting to serve wholeheartedly and not grumbling. And if we were to serve wholeheartedly, then we were going to have to pick the things that we were really gifted with and not do everything, right? Maybe I'm not gifted to be in the nursery. Maybe I'm not gifted to do the coffee. Maybe I'm not gifted to do every single thing. And you know what? Sometimes you have to make those hard decisions and tell the people above you that you don't want to tell, like, look, I just can't do it all. And I know churches can never find enough volunteers. So we all want to say yes because so many people say no. But if you're saying no for the right reasons, then you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with God knows my heart and, you know, it's on It's not on, you know, you if you are answering to God. That's all that you can do. Like, you can't hold that inside and feel like you're letting people down. You know, that's on them, quite frankly. If you're you're following God and you're doing what he says, and you're in your word, and you're discerning what he wants you to do and what he doesn't want you to do, that's the most important thing. Because, like I said, a lot of us out there in the church, you know, we want to— You know, we want to serve, of course, because we do, I don't want to make it like we're all doing it for pride, but I'm just giving that example. But, you know, we serve, of course, we want to serve, and we kind of get caught up because we feel like we should do more and more and more. But remember, doing more does not equal spirituality. Doing more does not mean like you're a good Christian, right? Sure, good Christians do stuff, and they do serve, and they do things, but it all is based on your heart, And so that brings me to another point. Where is your heart in your schedule? 
If your heart is so full, like I said, when I come out of a busy season of speaking or, you know, when I meet with women in consulting or whatever it is I'm doing or things at church or wherever it is I'm serving, if I come out of there with a really full heart, then that is where God wants me to use my time. But if I come out of there complaining and grumbling, then that's a red flag because complaining and grumbling is never the sign of a servant, right? You're not really serving if you're complaining about it. So that's where you need to evaluate. And I'm saying that because I've done it, right? I've complained about how I've served. And so these are lessons that I have learned. And that's why I share it with you because I'm sure there's somebody else out there that can relate. And so... You know, you really want to look at your heart when you're when you're working on your schedule. Why are you choosing those activities? Are you choosing them because they fill you up and they fill your heart? Are you choosing them up choosing them just because they fill up your calendar and you want to make sure like we can't have a day empty, you know, then what will we do? You know, God created us to rest. So I'm hoping that you all out there at least have a day that you rest. And, you know, there's nothing to me better than an empty day on the calendar. I'm like, Yahoo, I can go outside and hang with the goats, watch the chickens. You know, I'm not embarrassed to admit that. That busyness as a badge of honor, no way, Jose, I don't want it. There's people out there that would never want to admit that they had time to take a nap or they had time to hang out with their goats. I have no shame in that. You know, it's okay to Take time to rest. And this is not at all about one of those like self-care things because I know that's a buzzword out there and there's nothing wrong with self-care. That's not even really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about that we don't need to be busy just for the sake of being busy. It is okay to have time. And, you know, we don't have to apologize for that. I can remember years ago saying to somebody something about, you know, like having time in the afternoon to kind of just hang out or whatever. And they were like, well, it must be nice. You know what? Actually, it is nice. You know, I'm not apologizing for it. You almost felt guilty. Like, well, wow, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said I have time to do nothing or read a book, right? That just makes me look like a terrible human being that I have time. And I realized that's so silly, you know? We do not need to wear our busyness as a badge of honor. So evaluate your time. Is it a blessing? Is it a burden? Is it something that's filling your heart or making you feel empty? Are you discerning in the word of God that this is the best use of your time? Now, I wanted to look at a few verses here um, in the Bible that talk about how we use our time. And so I have, um, let's see, where did they go? I just had them up. Okay, so we have Colossians 4, 5. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of our time. Well, that's a good one, right? Because how does it look to others, you know, non-believers out there when we are running around so busy and we're complaining and we're talking about all the things we do more than we're talking about Jesus, right? We want to be a light in a dark world. We don't want to look like the world. The world is running around busy and, you know, wearing it as a badge of honor and glorifying being busy. But we're not supposed to look like the world. So make the most of your time and um, remember that you're being looked at by outsiders. And when you're a light in that dark world and you're showing them the best use of your time, that's a good thing. You know, um, Psalm 90, 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And that's what I was talking about before. The Bible will keep you grounded. The Bible tells you, number your days, right? That's where you become wise. When you realize that time is short, time is finite, 
eternity is infinite, but time here on earth is going to run out. So how are you making the most use of your time? I don't want to look back someday and say, oh my goodness, I wasted so much time, so much time on junk, right? So that's where you have to evaluate. Are you numbering your days? Not walking around being morbid and saying, oh, I could die tomorrow. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you do need to keep that eternal perspective in mind that this life is not all there is. We are going to run out of time and we never know when that's going to happen. Um, James 4.14 says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Ephesians 5.15 says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. The wise person is using their time well and using their time um, to honor God. Okay, so let's see. Um, da, 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 da. James four thirteen to 15, which actually I already read part of that, says, this is the, the rest of it though. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit, yet you do know, not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time that vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Nobody knows what tomorrow brings. That's so important. Only God knows what's going to happen. So we never want to kind, you know, we want to prepare for the future, but we also want to know that God is ultimately in control and using your time well because you do not know what tomorrow brings. So those are a few verses here. Um, I would encourage you to go look up some on your own um, and really meditate on them. I was talking this week, and I'm going to talk more about this um, on my Facebook pages and on Instagram, and you'll probably hear me talk about it here. Um, in my devotional that I just wrote, the Simply Living for Him devotional, we have designed it differently so that you'll spend time with the Lord first before you actually even read the devotion that I wrote. And so... A lot of you out there have the devotional and be getting a lot of feedback and a lot of you are telling me that it's really helping you in your Bible time and I'm so thrilled. And so what I wanted to say about looking up verses about time or looking up verses, you know, about this topic, um, in the devotional we have a, one page specifically that talks about the observation of the verse, the interpretation, and the application. So I would encourage you to look up some of these verses about time. And about how you use your time. You know, you can just Google and put like, what does the Bible say about how to use my time? You can go to an app such as um, the Blue Letter Bible app. I love that app. You can look up in your concordance if you have one um, time. It'll give you verses. So, you know, find some verses. Then sit down and observe what is this verse teaching me about God? What is this verse saying? Just make observations. Then go and look up in your concordance or your study Bible or whatever kind of Bible you have um, or a commentary. Look up some information about what that Bible verse means. You know, so you make your observations, then you find out what it means, and then you apply it. Now, how do I apply this to my life? How do I actually take action now from what I have learned? And so I encourage you to look up these verses that I just said, and then go look up some on your own. Spend time with the Lord. You will have wisdom to live every single day when you are allowing God's truths to permeate your soul right? You bring God's truths into your mind, they permeate your soul, and then they become an overflow of your life. You will make better choices with your schedule. You will make better choices with your time. You know, a lot of people out there, they struggle with the social media, with the internet. You know, I can't get off the internet. It's so addicting. I'm always on there. And I'm like, you know what? 
The more you spend time with the Lord, the more you don't really care what everybody says on Facebook. The more you don't really care what's going on on Instagram. Because you are so filled up with God's truth, you don't have room in your brain for all that junk. You're spending your time with Him, and then the outflow of that is how you will spend your time the rest of the day. So I would encourage you to get in the Word and to study some verses and see what God has to say for yourself about how you spend your time. If you're out there and you're feeling overwhelmed with your schedule and you're feeling bogged down, take it to Him. What does God say about this subject? So I hope that encourages you today. I hope that we can all not wear busyness as a badge of honor. Like I said, we wear Jesus as our banner, right? We, we, we are, you know, wearing him as our badge of honor, that we are saved by Christ. Not that we are busy and we can do all the stuff. No, that God can do all the stuff, not us, right? So we really want to um, be a light in this dark world, that this dark world is all about, like I said, glorifying being busy. We don't want to do that. We want to glorify the Lord. So I hope this encouraged you. Um, I just spoke about the devotional. That devotional is available on Amazon. So many women have been telling me that it's blessing them, getting them in the word. And that is really the reason I wrote the book. It's 100 devotions, but the book is 413 pages long because it has four pages for every devotion. So it's a little bit different than your usual devotional. We designed it uniquely so that you would spend time with the Lord first. So you'll have the Bible verse, you'll have page for studying and for notes and for prayer, and then you'll turn the page and read what I wrote about the verse. Because quite frankly, what God has to say is far more important than what I have to say. And I want women to spend time with the Lord. That is my mission. That is my goal. And so that is why I wrote the book. As I said before, I'm speaking a ton of times this spring. You can find all of the links in the uh, show notes for this episode. Um, I'll be at Teach Them Diligently six locations this spring. I will be also speaking speaking next month, February 22nd in Chester, New Jersey at my home church. So if you want to spend the day with me at my home church, I would love for you to come and hang out. Lunch is included. We're going to have sessions and we're going to be focusing on being women in the word and not women in the world. My dear friend, Jackie Foster, she's an amazing Bible teacher. She's also going to give a session and she's going to be digging in deep in the word with you guys. We're going to have worship time, prayer time, a fun fellowship time together. Um, All of this is just $10 suggested donation for my church. So So I'm thrilled to be able to serve the community this way. We have like 50 women registered already. So I need you guys to register because the tickets are going fast. Um, So that is in Chester, New Jersey. If you are local, we actually have people who aren't local coming out to New Jersey from other states. I'm so excited. We've got Virginia coming and Pennsylvania coming. So I would love to see you there. I'm putting the link for that as well in the show notes. Um, And one more thing I wanted to tell you, the Bible-based homeschooling e-course is still available. If you are a homeschooler and you're interested in how to teach using the Bible as the center of your homeschool and how you can use it to even teach your subjects, you'll want to go check that out. I will put that link as well in the show notes. I hope this episode blessed you in some way. Um, Oh, and if you're interested in those homeschool consulting appointments. I've been booking up a lot lately and I have a limited schedule once I start speaking, but I do have space available. If you're a homeschooler, I know in the midwinter right now, you sometimes need a little reboot, right? (laughs) 
you need a little bit of a boost. So I am here to help you with all things homeschooling and encourage you. I've had nothing but amazing um, appointments with every single client. I just adore all of them. And it's been really um, a blessing to me to be able to encourage moms on their homeschooling journey. So I will also put the link for that in the show notes. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.